Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical rereads podcast, a 17th shard series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Today, <laughs> we will be talking about Bands of Mourning and the magical interactions. Joining me is Mish. Hello, also known as First Rainbow Rose. Also joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. And also Rosemary. I'm Kimif. And I am Jesse, or Lady Lameness. This episode will have spoilers for all of Era 1, Era 2, up to and including Bands of Mourning, and Secret History. Ian, would you like to do the honors and give us some magical explanation? Yes. So there's two really cool magic things that came out of this book. The first are unkeyed and unsealed metal mines, and the other is et metal. Basically, unkeyed and unsealed metal mines are an application of identity and investiture, which get explicitly name-dropped in the book, and were the final thing in the previews leading up to release, which did drive the fandom insane. Because it's like, what do you know about investiture and identity? And then it just said, we had to wait until the book came out before we like, you, okay. You know, Brandon was was cackling to himself when he did that to us. Like, what do you know I, about these things? Nothing, nothing, because you won't tell us yet. Investiture in the Cosmere is the magic and identity is the thing that makes you you and is why one fruit can't tap another fruit metal mines because they are attuned to the original fruit identity it's like a lock and a key but the set and the southerners have figured out a way to um remove identity from ferrochemical charges as long as you have the ability you can tap this metal mine so it's like a metal mine any gold fairing can tap, which is an unkeyed metal. And then in the form of the medallions, we get unsealed metal mines, which are metal mines that anybody can tap, whether or not you had the relevant fair chemical ability to begin with or not. That we still don't know how they work because that's a really big thing. Involves fair chemical nicrosil and something called the excisers which is a very ominous name i'm just gonna throw <laughs> that out there anything uh, excising mm, ominous particularly when you consider who is uh, involved with the southern skater ends as well the other thing we learned about is et metal tech which mostly in terms of the primer cube or alimantic grenade as it's referenced in text but also the airships that fl can fly, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't be airships. <laughs> Et metal is Harmony's god metal. I am not going to call it Harmonium because it's a terrible name for what it is. I mean, Cezedium doesn't sound much better. Cezedium sounds amazing. You take it that back. <laughs> so much better because Harmonium, musical instrument. Yes, <laughs> the god metal trumpet. <laughs> god metal piano forte. Like no, no, harmonium was an actual instrument. It that is. Sounds... Yeah, it, it, but it's not a trumpet. Let me look it up real I quick. I know. I'm being hy I'm hyperbolizing <laughs> right now. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a type of pump organ, which I don't know. Can you not pump, pump, picture Hazel <laughs> on this pump organ just playing away? Do, 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 do. Okay, I'm now picturing Sazed playing Phantom of the Opera on a magically it charged. Oh, no, no, no. Takata in D minor. 
Oh, I was just thinking no, like random like blues jazz, except it's the he's got on like the black cool sunglasses and it's just kind of like flying through the sky like this. <laughs> As I said, harmonium, terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible name for God. If by okay. terrible you mean awesome. So. Side note, I'm now picturing, could you make an instrument like one man band? Being a pusher, like a brass band. No. Not brass, but uh, because brass, you know, obviously. Musical instruments and allomancy. It's a very fascinating concept now to me. Well, I know that a, a, a Gasper fairing would be able to play without ever having to take a breath in a phrase. But you still need air moving. That's an interesting question that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, like you 100% still need air moving through the brass instrument to make it work. Yeah, but well, but does it continue to provide that or is it just the oxygen in your blood? These are the these are the questions we need to know. Some people actually uh, master circular breathing, which is another thing entirely, but random you guys started talking about musical instruments and now I'm picturing yeah. elementors playing magically charged instruments. We don't know what to- good they would do, <laughs> but yeah. we're imagining it. The <laughs> effect of et metal is that it can replicate the effect of allomancy and furukami, which is very cool, which means you can get machines doing allomancy and furukami. So if it can replicate both allomancy and ferrochemy, can it also replicate hemallergy without actually stabbing someone? Is that how the excisors work? That is my leading theory at this time, yes. Which if you go back in time to our, I believe it's our medallions episode. We do have an episode where we talk about Southern Scadrians and their magic. And that was the theory I proposed that it's like the exercises are at metal powered hemolurgy. Which that just sounds bad news bears. I mean, it sounds better than regular hemolurgy to me. You don't have to do the stabby stabby. And, you know, if you've got unsealed gold mines hanging around, you can they can immediately heal themselves and put themselves back together and it's all good. Oh, also the bands of mourning. They're oh, basically yeah. just a, like a very advanced form of unsealed metal mines. Those are a yeah. thing that happen in the book as well. Yeah. 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 There's that. Here, let's make it a spear. Wayne. Woo, I want the shiny. Okay. Does anybody else feel like Wayne's obsessive need? for the tip of the spear has to be guided by something more than just wayneness. No. I don't know. It was it was shiny and they assumed it was aluminum and valuable. Therefore, it was irresistible to Wayne. I mean, at least it, it's one of those things that, yes, it is a remarkable coincidence, but it also fits his character to do the thing. So it's one of those things where you can go, yeah, I can accept this coincidence. But I think also that the whole point of it hiding in plain sight is that people wouldn't think to look at it or go for it. So if there is something magical pulling Wayne to it, then it's not really doing a very good at very good job at hiding the mm. way that it was intended to be hidden. That's fair. And if it's meant to like look into your soul and decide who is worthy, it it's not very good at that either. It's very bad at that. I don't know. Wayne seems like a pretty good look into your soul. Go philosophers stone levels of stuff where if you want it, you're not going to get it. But where Wayne just wants it to be a shiny thing. I know I was very, I mean, I'm very interested in all of the magic. But the the applications of identity that we learned in this book, it's, it's stuff that we theorized for a while. It's like, oh, like if you can blank out your identity, can you share 
metal mind reserves. So the fact that we actually got to see it, it's like, oh, nice. Here's this thing that we theorized was possible. It actually is. Don't. And so it's like it, it was very rewarding as a reader to get that. Those those things are going to be how we get to FTL travel. And that's going to be exciting because we have. We're slowly getting more of the pieces together. I believe at um, Jordan Con last year, um, Brandon was talking about like the Alamantic grenades. Like even though that's not what their like in-world original purpose was, like it's his method for certain Alamantic abilities to be more advantageous in combat. Main point being uh, Marasi's ability, which is to slow down her time. <laughs> relative to everyone around her not super useful in a fight unless you're charging it and trapping somebody else in mm -hmm. a bubble which doesn't she do she does yeah yeah and we also saw it used by a leecher to very yeah. strong effect mm -hmm. yeah another yeah. one where it's not quite as helpful when it's just you so it, it does add that extra layer of like okay there are all of these variables in an Alamantic fight. We're just going to add another one and make them even more awesome. No, I'm excited to see where these things go because they are like, A, the balancing act of seeing everybody potentially being able to do anything. And basically it's going to negate Alamancy by way of being an advantage because take the concept, advance it by another 100, 150 years, you're going to make it pretty common knowledge. So at that point, it's going to be a case of making sure that you can swap out what you need. Oh, well, you're fighting with this, so I need to swap out to this. Oh, well, now you've swapped out to counteract my swap out, so I need to swap out again. And it's going to become a case of making sure that you have the arsenal on hand. And I'm sure there are going to be a load of other applications because this is a technology that was developed by a society that doesn't have a lot of allomancers or ferrochemists mm -hmm. and now it's been introduced to a society that has a bunch of them and they're going to find new ways to use it like like the grenade ability so mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that they never never occurred to the southerners to do it that way because they don't have enough allomancers who can just go Boom, here, casually toss that in and cause like, problems. It, it is like gunpowder was used as fireworks for however long. And then we're like, oh, wait, we can like shoot metal projectiles with this and murder people. Yeah, what you just described was Pokemon. Alamancy is becoming Pokemon. <laughs> We, we will all have to get the strategy, guys, so that we can min-max our Alamantic fight. <laughs> Dude, I now kind of want Alamantic Pokemon. Like, yeah. you have to, an adventure game where you have to go around and collect your different... Combine it with Terraria, you have to go mine your different metals, and then you can use your metals to fight fights that upgrade your weapons that allow you to mine other metals that allow you to fight better fights. This would be a fantastic game. Coin shot, I choose you. <laughs> your your starter medals are like pusher and puller and see no what I can't get out of my head now is um Alamancer Magical Girl. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, Magical Girl Transformation. 
my I mean, heart my heart is so happy yeah i mean i'm already doing a magical girl in a DD campaign she's a warlock it's great i mean that is the natural expression of the magical girl in the DD multiverse it's the mm-hmm. only na- thing i mean maybe paladin but come on warlock I my little Sailor Moon obsessed heart is a Twitter with the concept of Alimantic Sailor Scouts. I want so, this fan art now. So in the intro, when when Jess said that we're going to be giant nerds about it, we're really living up to that in this episode. <laughs> if you want like hardcore like magic theory, we have Shardcast episodes about that. Like yeah, no, they'll that's probably not- be linked somewhere. This is just us having fun talking about books. That's the purpose of this series. It truly is Mm -hmm. this type of conversation. At least to my mind. I'm excited to see what happens with them. Like a lot of the uh, medallion stuff is just so far over my head in terms of things that I am interested in that I just take it at face value. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to do this thing. I don't know how it works, but that's okay. I'll just go along with it. So I I don't have many thoughts on it overall. Yep, my thoughts are, cool, I take the thing, I slap it on my arm, it does a thing. And then there's me and Ian who are like, we must know how it works. Oh, but we must continue uh, the very important discussion that I believe was also brought up in the medallions episode about whether or not there is a hole in the center of the medallion or not. (laughs) I remember this being a conversation. (laughs) Oh, yes, because it's referenced as two rings of metal. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a ring of metal and a disc of metal. Why does it So that implies there's a hole. Because we want to know what they look like. Because we're the 17th shard, that's why. Those of us who cosplay have to get it right. Copper mind editors. There has to be a hole. How else are they going to, like, attach it? Like, he talks about swapping it out. Right? That's another thing. Because you just, like, have the little, little bits of leather tied in either side of the hole. Boom, there you go. Exactly. I was under the impression that they were bits of cloth and they were tied to each medallion. That it's not that I you're mean, taking way. the actual medallion out of the cloth, you're just switching them out completely. Yeah. But yeah. even still, you know, it may in order for it to touch your skin, it has to. Because if you're trying to hold it in place with a cloth around it, the cloth would cover up the back or else it would fall out of the cloth. It has to be. It's much easier to attach a medallion to to some kind of wrist strap if it has a hole in the middle than if it's flat and and, and filled in because then you need some sort of fancy holder that goes around the edge but because it still needs to touch your skin so you can't like have it inside a pouch or something and so it's easier yeah. if, if you've got the hole and you can tie the thing on and then it's it's more like a watch with two things attached to it rather than... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes much more sense. I mean, I always read it that it was it was solid. That was just two holes on the side that you tied the cloth to. And then mm, the whole can... thing like kind of sat like this does with the things on the side. Okay, I, can I always read too. it as solid because... Describing it as two rings of metal versus a ring and a disc of metal. The second one is much clunkier. It is. To be fair, I do think it's like the watch model as like you explained. But yeah, it's like it's imprecise language. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's it's one of those things where it's like additional precision in the language doesn't help because it's clunkier. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I am. Oh, it's two rings of metal. That's all that matters. I am team whole. I'm okay. I'm team team. It's a cool thing, and it doesn't. <laughs> I'm team whatever I said in that podcast. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> I think it's a watch. I think they're wearing watches. That's what I think they're doing. Watches that don't tell time. I am very excited for um, airships because mm. airships are cool. This airships also, are cool. Great. I almost wonder if you if you had the technology, I think it would almost be easier to build like a Zeppelin type airship than what Brandon came up with. Because it's just pretty simple design with the gas bags and things, whereas this requires so much extra. But, but it's cool. It is cool. There's interesting implications with the difference in technology level between the North and the South. The fact that the South not only have these um, alimantic, like an alimantic step up uh, in terms of the, or a magical step up in terms of the um, medallions, they also have flying ships and the North has only just found cars. Well, and that, that goes into, into Harmony's point of how he made things too easy for the North. Mm-hmm. Adversity spurs invention, and that is why they've developed all of this down south because their lives are much much harder and they are always thinking of ways to try and make it easier whereas folks in the north they can be much lazier to be fair the southerners also had kelsius show up and like cause chaos yeah that's true that yeah kelsier causing problems of course. It's how he do. Well, thank you for watching. You can find us at 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and support us on Patreon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.